Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove, and we're back at it again. Uh, but this one's the Pub Chat Edition, because I forgot to say the word Pub Chat. Oh, girl, we are starting fire today. So, <laughs> this is Pub Chat version of the Horn and Cauldron, whereupon we have a topic unresearched, and we just sort of vamp on it. Yeah, we just chit-chat what about if, it. What if this podcast was all vamps, no pyres? But I want the vampires, so... Right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is think about fire safety, guys. You've heard me talk about this before. Be smart when you're oh, using no. fire. Oh, no. Drinking game early. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> vamp, no pyre, baby. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before we get more off topic than makes any sort of reasonable or logical sense, uh, today's pub chat conversation topic, as it were, is... The mother, the maiden, and the crone. The maiden and the mother, mother and, and the, the crone. crone. Every time My I do that. Goodness God. Okay. So, genuinely off the top, first thing we want to talk about. Okay. Do you say mother, maiden, crone, or maiden, mother, crone? And, like, I know that that doesn't seem like it matters because, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't. But, Maiden, mother, crone, a thing that I actively had to think about to even make this point, like genuinely doesn't exist in my mind. It's a really hard right? way for me for, to say it. For me, it's always mother, mother maiden, maiden, crone. crone and yeah. like, that's temporarily dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Dog, yeah. like I'm not trying to hate. And listen, it's the way that I say it. If you say it that way, like, first of all, let me know what's up. Join the club. Uh, but also like... Is it just that I'm broken? <laughs> or are you and also And the solution broken? is that everybody else just is like, obviously it's Maiden Mother Crone. Uh, and I just like don't know what's going on here. But I cannot think of it in that linear yeah, yeah, time yeah. sequence. So tell us, yeah, what do you when think? you think about it, do you automatically go Maiden Mother Crone? Or do you automatically think of it in a different order? Yeah. Uh, so... Mother, maiden, crone, 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 crone. So you get more money out of the slot machine. You know, whatever is going on with that. So in our previous episode, which was uh, Mebon 103, where we talk about living in harmony with the seasons, I was thinking about like the themes of magic throughout the year. And one of the themes that is very common that um, that's associated like primarily with like Wicca and like mid 20th century kind of like magical users is this idea of mother maiden mother crone. See, I did it again. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking, well, like, well, but that doesn't work for everyone. And there, there is not for, for men, it's just the Oak and the Holly King. So that's only a two phase thing, but I think that three, three phases really does make sense. But also what about people? So first of all, what about men? Um, and then second of all, what about people who identify as women, but don't go through the mother phase that don't become literally mothers well, or, or, or people or who just, don't what's, identify what's a with a specific gender or people yeah. who just want to have something that's a little bit less gender normative roles. And totally, totally, so totally. we started sort of thinking about this and figured that we would have so, this conversation um, on, with you. <laughs> with you. Yeah. With y'all. <laughs> so, okay. So, so first of all, if you're, if you do or do not identify with or care about said identification, right? Like, 
can you use or participate in or exemplify or otherwisely have some sort of interaction against with or upon uh maiden mother crone like a hundred percent yeah absolutely like if you're a dude or whatever and you're like maiden mother crone is my jam that's gangster yeah you're like entering my crone era get get gangster right like as we've talked about in other podcast episodes like we don't do any of this like weird gatekeepy bullshit that modern people do. That's dumb. Um, we're not participating in that. Like you can kind of do whatever. Gatekeeping is not a modern thing in witchcraft. That's fair. But still, we don't. Gatekeep I mean, here. I I thought modern, and then in my brain, I was like, I don't know, whatever. In the last five hundred years, but that's not modern, or is it? Um, <laughs> whatever's wrong with that thought. But uh, no, like I, we're not saying. That like Maiden Mother Crone is some sort of deleterious or some bullshit. Or is like garbage or you should like not use it. If you want to use it, if you like to use it, keep doing it. This is more of an exploration of an idea. So first of all, can you Maiden Mother Crone uh, like dude stuff? The male. Yes. Right. And also, can you do Maiden Mother Crone, but like verklempt of gender? I think that you can. Right, which also, which I totally think you can. But also, but I feel we like should the address the fact it. that the idea that dudes are just the oak and the holly, whatever the hell. And they're really, really the which only I don't purpose. Even, I don't even know that I remember. Really the only purpose of the existed. oak and the holly king is to procreate with the goddess. So, so the wh- when I was researching the previous podcast, I got a little curious with this. I was like, how, like this, I, I thought to myself, this feels like a very like 1970s sort of concept yeah, it and is. it's a little bit older than that but it really sort of came into like oh like That's really popularity hot. yeah so like mid 20th century we're talking like around the time that they were creating like what we know as the modern witches sabbats and and all that other stuff is kind of when this came about and actually came about from a guy who was a poet who wrote this um this this book, I believe it's a book, but it may be just like a very long poem um, called The the White Goddess. And in that, he basically conceived of the idea of maiden mother crone and the oak and the holly king. So in sort of more traditional Wicca um, that sort of bleeds over into like witchcraft and everything in the like late 20th century, um, it, you have the mother, the maiden, the crone, it goes through the, the progression of the year. So during spring, the um, the goddess gives birth to the baby who turns into the oak king and she is so then after she gives birth to the baby she becomes a maiden again and then she mates with the oak king and then she is pregnant and then that's the mother phase so spring into summer so spring is the maiden phase summer is the mother phase and then winter she turns into the crone and then that's when she that's when the oak king turns into the holly king and maybe she mates with the holly king i understand this but like trying to explain this out loud i am just like what insanity i don't don't understand this and also (laughs) that seems confusing so let's 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 kind of let's kind of tighten up the topic uh let's let's refocus so anyway my point how how do you address 
gender in Maiden Mother Crown. So I think the first thing that we need to do before we talk about gendered Maiden Mother Crown is we need to uh, boil gender out of, distill gender out of Maiden Mother Crown and get down to the root sort of uh, topic. Yeah. As it were, the like source code of Maiden, Mother, and Crown. Yeah. Right? So what do you think the source code for Maiden, Mother, Crown is? Well, I think that it really boils down to like a couple of concepts. There's sort of like um, innocence and youth. And is then maiden. there is is the maiden side yeah. of things. So innocence, youth, uh, potential for for things sure you know um and then i think the mother side of things is like now you've got a little bit of knowledge you're not quite so youthful <laughs> you're you're um in a different phase of your life now where things aren't always new you know you're you're starting to use some of your knowledge gained during the maiden phase there and perhaps you are in a caretaker type of a position where you have a child perhaps you don't but i think even i think whether or not you have a child to care for you still can be in this phase where you're applying knowledge learned but still but still gaining knowledge like you still recognize that you have more to go mm -hmm. and then i think for the crone phase is where you have gained most all of the knowledge from here and you're really acting as like a, a bit more in the mentor role towards all of them. Whereas like in the mother role, you may be only mentoring the maiden role. But I think the, I think the crone is kind of the like wizened elder, you know, where it, it doesn't have anything to do with, children or not children or how old you are or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think that it has to do with a progression of life yeah. where you're taking in the crone role, your lessons that you've learned and you are still learning new lessons, but very much less than in the, in the mother role and sure. even more so less than in the maiden role. And you're really applying those and sort of finding that, that piece, that path, as well as you come closer to the end of your life, you sort of start to become um, like a bit more uh, welcoming mm. of it. You know, you, you know, you only have, you know, you don't have 30 summers left. Maybe you've got 10 summers left. You know, you're sort of making peace with the end of the journey on this plane. Totally, totally. So if I were to ungender those terms, I'm going to like two words, this sort of a thing, right? Like, I don't think that the capacity for child production matters Yeah. in this. I mean, I think that the easiest way to think about the concept is with regard to child production, because like that sort of hits deeper in the human psyche. So we're able to like, ah, oh, mother means obvious shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that actually matters. Right. I think that the maiden is youthful exuberance. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is freedom, which is like 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 hyper expression, uh, which is like trial and error, which is a sinking, a seeking of knowledge. I think the mother is mature responsibility. 
Ah, right. Yeah. So it is accepting and learning from the lessons that you experienced and the experiences that you learned from during that youthful exuberant state, whereupon you've reached a maturity of understanding and you are now capable of withholding grand responsibilities. Obviously, the simplest way when you like we got to think about language as a means to an end. Right. We use words to denote very complicated concepts in a simple possible way, especially when you're thinking about it in a bardic tradition, in a like passed down sort of a thing, in a like people chose words on purpose to represent these things, you know, playwrights, uh, religious people things like that right their words aren't flat curves they're they're not it's not linear expression they're representative examples right and i think that saying well you need to be mature and responsible the easiest way to say that is you need to be a mother yeah the most tippy top but not example that you need to cook like a mother because that's ragu that's true that's different <laughs> right you just need to be one uh, but again, that's expression. You can be motherly and not be female or even yeah. or or not be male or not be associated with gender or not be associated with the role of like the genetic bearer of this human creature. What with you're trying to teach, don't touch that shit or yeah. whatever. Right. Uh, mother dumb. Yeah. is different than motherhood. Yeah. In our circle right? of friends, we have this joke that I am the cardamom. Right. Because I am sort of like the group mom. Yeah, you're just responsible and making sure that people of immature action, I'm looking at me specifically in the face, um, don't, aren't don't doing- Don't do that. That makes this weird. Aren't, that makes this, aren't, that makes us aren't weird. doing irrational and dangerous things- <laughs> <laughs> a thing that I like to do, irrational and dangerous things, right? Um, so, like, I think it, I think that if if the maiden is youthful exuberance, then the mother is mature responsibility, uh-huh. and therefore the crone is like arcane wisdom or ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is is that with experience gained from like um so like primary experience which is experiences that you've experienced right uh one time you were driving in a car and you were driving too fast and you hit some water and your car went like side to side or whatever right and you're like yeah it was a little dangerous so you've learned from that that's that's like primary circumstance that's like primary Mm. evidence right That's like uh, exemplification internally, right? But also, as you transition from maiden to mother, from youthful uh, exuberance into mature responsibility, you now get to experience secondhandly from those who you uh, are responsible for. Mm -hmm. And responsible for doesn't necessarily mean your children. Sometimes that's your friends. Sometimes that's your own parents. Right. When you're when your mom or your dad are like, well, but what about this thing? <laughs> the the alert from the government is transmitting <laughs> is signals into our brain, which is activating 
uh, obvious and simple cure for a disease. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> and you now have to be the responsible, mature one to be like, all right, listen, let's talk about this from a actual science standpoint. Is that how frequencies work? No. Is that how uh, vaccines work? No. no. Is this maybe just a hype train to make you spend money on bleach-based products because people who are trying to convince you of these things are terrible monster people who don't deserve our respect? Also, yes. Okay, so <laughs> what this sounds like is, so instead of being youthfully exuberant and just reacting negatively to this instead you have the maturity to take a step back and be like oh my god this is so dumb but i can't say <laughs> that's dumb because nobody's gonna listen to me when i say that's dumb even though it's obvious so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to communicate with examples and with maturity yeah and as a place of responsible consciousness in order to make sure that the people who believe in dumb stuff aren't trying to buy and consume dangerous products because an asshole on YouTube told you to, right? Um, therefore, I need to be this mature and responsible person, right? But when the crone, when you mature into cronehood, cronehood, in quotes, <laughs> from that, right? You become, uh, you you become like ancestral knowledge, arcane knowledge, yeah. right? Ancient knowledge, and that's because. You don't just have the 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 primary circumstantial evidence of you actually experiencing that event, but you also, because you were the mother character trope, if you will, because you were responsible and mature, you had to experience secondhandly other people's shit. Yeah. Right. And from that, you're able to gain an increased level of knowledge. It's just like you can achieve cronehood, for lack of better words in quotes, <laughs> right, at an early age or when you're 75. That's entirely dependent on the manner in which you interact with the knowledge that's being given to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you think about it that way, the three step process of maiden mother crone is essentially just like i am interested in and studying everything this is just high school right in like modern american high school you study a little bit of everything right and motherhood is a time where like now you need to be responsible for eating your own food don't just eat top ramen that shit's got a lot of salt <laughs> in it right like don't just go to fast food maybe get a hot plate or something Oh, what is this? You have rent and you need a book. Maybe you should go to the library a little bit, right? So you have responsibility yeah. as well as as you move through and transition through motherhood TM, the time state in your consciousness, right? You are maturing from going like being a freshman in college who's like, woo, parties until you're like a senior in college and you're like, hangouts at best, my guy. I don't know about this <laughs> woo parties shit. And then you graduate from college and you get a job and like your friend who's still in college or like some other people, you know, or the local kids at the bar when you're like, I just got done with work. And that is 
That is not what they told me was going to happen after college. This I feel like I was maybe shenaned a little bit. But you're having a pint after work, right? And some college bloke comes in and he's like, woo, college, woo. And you're like, yeah, that's ungangster, my guy, right? But you have the maturity to not just be like, shut up, <laughs> you know? I'm sad, shut up with that happiness. You're so young. Right. So when you're like not bringing that energy because of maturity, you're moving through this mother phase, which is a transitory period of maturity and and circumstantial experience, uh, secondhand experience as you like, like. Parent, but you don't have to just parent like your children or children or like adults you feel somehow weirdly responsible for because your friend group has one of those because that sometimes is the truth. But like, because like people just come to you for help sometimes. Yeah. And so you have to, and sometimes that help isn't like some grand cosmic shenan. Sometimes that help is just like, listen, I thought that uh, this knife uh, whose code is A2473 was on aisle four, but I'm not finding it on aisle four. And you're like, oh my God, you young child. No, why would it be on aisle 24? It's obviously at aisle 23. And they're like, well, but the system in the machine says aisle 24. And you're like, yeah, is it ever right? Where do you think you work? What is happening right now, my dude? <laughs> All of the knives are on aisle 23. Aisle 24 is camping equipment. Why would it be with camping equipment? Go to aisle 23. What is happening right now, right? You know, you learn these things through like working in retail, obviously, you know, and like graduating from college and getting into the working world where you are forced to mature as a function of having to deal with slightly younger people and sometimes also slightly older people who like don't get it dog they just like don't know what's going on so you have to be the adult and like you're not mature enough or old enough to do that and you're aware of that but you cannot tolerate this guy being like well i don't understand why this isn't here or somebody being like this is made of a hundred percent cold pressed steel and you're like that's that's not what the box says that's not what that is i, I don't know why he's saying that i'm gonna interrupt you no it's not okay listen this is high carbon steel. I don't know what cold or pressed means. Ignore him, please. Let me sell this to you. Isn't that where you put the steel in some water and then yeah. you put it in the fridge overnight? Yeah. You just yeah. listen, you water your knife and then you put it in the freezer. Yeah. It's fine. Cold, cold. Don't worry steel. about it. Put a clamp on it. Then pressed. Yeah. Right? Uh pressed. whatever. But you know, it's it's that sort of transitory property. And then at a certain threshold in time, and we all, if you've worked in retail, Everybody in retail who's worked in retail experiences their friend who's like 40 years older than them <laughs> at the store, right? You're like, what is this? What is this uh, big box store that I'm working with where it's like me and a bunch of children who are from high school who are just like, I need a job, but they don't know how to do anything ever at all, right? And then like one person who's like 45 years older than you. And at first you're like, I don't know who this lady is at about 30 minutes into your first shift, maybe 45 minutes dead max. You're like, this is the best person ever. And yeah. I will ride or die for this right now. No questions asked. Fuck this corporation. A hundred percent. Right. Because they've just got the wisdom. They're like, I know that it says that it's supposed to be on this aisle and it would make sense to be on this aisle. But guess what? It's on an in cap on the other side of the store because that's dumb. And we can sell more over there and management doesn't like it. But they don't know what's happening so fuck them and you're like yeah 
shit, this lady just said all the things that I was thinking. <laughs> Who are you? Now we're friends forever, right? Like that energy, that's that crone energy where it's because you've reached a place where you've experienced enough of your own shit and enough of other people's shit where you've like transcended into just raw understanding, yeah. right? Acceptance of the fact that what is, is. Sometimes the app doesn't work. Sometimes the goal, the dream, the business, the product, the Instagram post, the fucking advertisement in whatever magazine, sometimes those succeed and sometimes those fail. And in the grand scheme of things, putting a bunch of ego into whether or not they succeed or fail serves no purpose. It doesn't do anything and it's useless. Yeah. Right. And But you don't understand that until you've reached that like cronehood, right? Where you know enough from yourself and you know enough from others who've shared their experiences with you such that you're now being able to understand and solve problems for experientially in like a simple way without having to put too much effort into it because you just know, right? Yeah. That's that like ancient wisdom yeah. sort of a thing, right? And to that end, right, how do we label Maiden Mother Crone, even though I've been meh, 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 meh for a while now, how do you label Maiden Mother Crone agenderedly without yeah. gender? Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like the million dollar question, right? So in thinking about this- It would this, be nice if it was worth a million dollars. I could take some on Ampar. So, uh, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, Who isn't? What's up? This is so... 2023. It's a nightmare out there. <laughs> yeah. So originally when I was thinking about this, I was thinking it would be the bud, the leaf, and the branch. So the bud being like full of infinite possibility and the ability to turn itself into something. <clears throat> the leaf is the mother portion of it. And that is it's it's gathering, it's shielding, and it has like a purpose working towards the greater good on this tree. And then the crone would be the branch, which is the superstructure that is left after the bud and the leaf have come and gone. However, in thinking about this more, I think a better way to think about it or to talk about it would be the seed, the flower, and the fruit. Uh, and that's because <clears throat> with the okay. seed, you're talking about the beginning. And honestly, you could kind of put the seed at the end, too. But, well, it, it, but yeah, I was going to say it should be the flower, the fruit and the see, pit. I was thinking about But I'm about thinking of that. stone fruit. If you're thinking of see, like I, a stone yeah, fruit or see, apple, yeah, we got see, apples I was out thinking here. About it that. should be the flower, the fruit. Yes, yeah, I, I was thinking pit. about that. And then I was like, no, you know what? I do like the seed as the beginning. The seed is sort of like this this like grand worldwide cultural thing about beginnings, right? Seeds for humans are beginnings, not endings. So you're really looking at a beginning there. So you're looking at the archetype that is the sort of beginning and the seed can still grow up to be anything it wants. You know, it's the beginning, it's endless possibilities. It's <clears throat> a, well, a, the a, first step a, a seed is a seed, a seed is uh um you traded three of these beans for a cow and your mom's gonna smack you what for because that was not what i asked you to sell that cow for yeah this is a jack and a beanstalk reference whatever fuck you right she smack you what for because you just got some beans 
for a fucking whole ass cow. I mean, not a great cow. Listen, she was old, but like it's cow nonetheless. <clears throat> she still gave milk. Right? She gave. She still gave milk. Right. So a seed can both be the smack what for, and also the like thing what with you just got a goose that lays golden eggs yeah. and a fiddle yeah. or some so, nonsense so, and maybe save the kingdom. So after the seed, then you have the flower because the seed is what happens when the tree is ready to start creating fruit, right? Fruit being well, the end you, goal of this flower, tree. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said, the flower. Yes. So the next step is the flower and the flower, like you already have gone from seed. You've already experienced growth and a lot of it, uh, but you still have more to go, but you're already pretty like, uh, shall we say fleshed out in this world. You already kind of understand what your, um, I, I don't want to say purpose because I think that that's too charged of a word, right? But I, you already kind of understand like, where you are, what part of a forest you're in, what kind of a tree you are. You already kind of understand that. So the flower is the next piece of that puzzle where you're like, hey, I'm here, I'm I'm good, and I'm gonna start to level up again. You know, because you've already done a whole bunch of growing. And then the fruit is the culmination, but also not really, of all of these things. So you've already you've already gotten your growth. You already know what tree you are in this forest. You already know what it is that you're moving towards. And the fruit is sort of the juicy deliciousness that is all of the experiences and all of the knowledge that you have had, which you can essentially you know, uh, pass on as a gift. Uh, it's, it nurtures the fruit also nurtures as well. So I think that that information, that experience, that knowledge, all of that lived stuff that's happened is part of that nurturing. And then I think the thing that I like the most about this is from the fruit, you also have the seed, which begins again anew. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, sort of tying into cyclical. like themes of yeah. reincarnation <laughs> and cyclicalness, sure, totally. which also sort of helps with mother maiden crown. So you, sure. you know, we can see totally. all of those. So totally. I Maiden really like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're never gonna say. <laughs> I'm this never right, gonna be able to way. say it yeah. right, except for the time that I'm not thinking about it and I do say it right, and I'll never be able to do it again. Yeah. Um. So I. So for it. me, I think that like a really nice way to to keep the sort of like themes of this, but remove the, um the premise of gender and the shackles of that kind of a thing would be to go uh seed flower fruit sure okay yeah what well, do you think if 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 i were to think about it in the form of plants i would make that delineation a little bit more large i would say it's the sapling the acorn and the stump that feels wildly out of order to me. A sapling is the beginning. A sapling can grow into a massive tree or become a small thing. A sapling is where you decide between a forest and a bonsai. A sapling is is the beginning of that thing, right? It's not it's not a seed feels like a baby. A sapling feels like a maiden. Uh-huh. Insofar as a sapling already has some functional hold 
on its location in nature, mm-hmm. but is now ready to decide, is it going to grow into a straight tree? Is it going to grow crooked? Right. Like in, in bonsai, you train trees to grow like some straight and some to grow like at a steep slope or anything like that. Right. A sapling is like is is sort of the beginning of the maturity of a tree. Right. When you first plant like a seed, you don't know if that's going to work. But once you have a sapling, now, you know, a tree's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But what kind of tree? Right. You still have that sort of like youthful exuberance of very rapid growth. Right. A tree grows fastest from its sapling stage because it's it's growing so quickly as its roots develop underground, as it as it uh, adapts to environmental concerns with regard to this is a warm climate. Or this is like for us, this is like a shadowy climate. So I'm going to grow uh, leggy, like long mm-hmm. of, of stem. Or this is a humid climate. I'm going to grow broad of leaf. Or this is a hot climate. So I'm going to grow tight cropped. So that way I can insulate myself, <clears throat> like, the, like this, the trunk of myself in order to do these things, right? Um, and the acorn representing the mother is because the acorn is both new growth, entirely undecided, but also responsible for the continuation of the growth that already happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So the acorn experiences that that dichotomy of life where it is both the new thing and it's experiencing this novelty in life, but also is still representative of that from which it matured out of, mm-hmm. right? An acorn is a dropped part of that tree. It's a genetic continuation, right? And the stump, to represent the crone, is because a stump can still sprout. It can still grow anew, but the stump reveals knowledge, right? Until you see a stump, you don't know how old a tree is. Mm-hmm. Until you count its rings, you don't know what that tree's experienced. From doing that, and if you're not from a place that has big-ass old trees, this might sound insane to you. But, like, out here, there are a lot of places where you got, like, a big, like, a big 20-foot-tall-ass slice of a tree in, like, a, a science gallery or yeah. a museum or, or some shit like that. And you can see, like, oh, this is the... This is the big whatever the fuck fire or big whatever volcano blowing up. And you can see where that ring is thinner or thicker or where it's, you know, discolored um, or or otherwisely damaged from some sort of uh, natural issue or whatever. So as such, as the crone delivers knowledge from both the experience of the self and the experience of others. The stump teaches knowledge of its own life, but also how its life was affected by the ramifications of other things, right? Uh, Grand fires, volcanic eruptions, great floods, things like that affect the rings in that stump. So if you were to ignoring the like life and death cycle of it, because I don't think that the maiden mother crow necessarily has to do with the life death cycle and has more to do with a a cycle of education, right? A cycle of wisdom. I think that the sapling, the seed or the acorn, the sapling, the seed and the stump 
right? Which was the way that I would say it is because that sounds nicer. It's it's a uh, you know it's got the same first letters. It so, does, yeah. Where the sapling represents the potential for a great future, the beginning of a new forest, the expression, the home of wildlife, spiders, and the place where squirrels will eat, and the place where birds will nest, and the place where uh, a young person will sit underneath and experience first love or first loss, will carve their initials into the trunk. A sapling is the beginning of all that. It, a sapling represents uh, all of that which will be, right? The seed is that which contains the secrets and the knowledge of the sapling, but is destined to provide a new path. It is responsible for the future, yet experienced and learned from its past, right? A sapling malnourished makes a seed of lesser success, <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. So so it is both beholden to its history, but also capable of grand potential in the future. Though that sapling that grew that seed might be small of stature, the seed might grow a greater tree simply because of the way the seed's taken care of, because of the way the seed interacts with its environment. The stump reveals in truth the greater wisdom learned from that environment, from its life. A stump tells a story, right? Not because it's at the end of the life of that tree, because let me tell you, you cut a tree down. <clears throat> Often that shit's gonna come back with a bunch of sprouts, right? A stump isn't necessarily a dead thing. Right. It's not necessarily the end of a cycle, but it's a it's a stump always represents a revelation of knowledge. Because from a stump, we can learn how old was that tree. We can learn what did that tree experience? Did it experience great shadow, great cold, uh, great chemical pressure, great flood? Because it affects the rings in that stump. It affects the way that that stump communicates in quotes its age. Right. So I would say that the plant based, ungendered version of Maiden Mother Crone is the sapling, the seed and the stump. Mm -hmm. That which can be that which <clears throat> represents both states and that which represents what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. That So that's how I would quantify the mother. Maiden See, that Crone seed that part way. still throws me off. I can't I can't get past that. I understand everything that you said. Right. And I'm right. here for it. It's like a pine I cone. Just... A pine cone isn't just because not all pine cones make trees. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not all seeds produce a plant. Uh, it, if it's you've ever tried to start a garden me. from fucking seeds, you know that seeds <laughs> sometimes this seed, five plants, sometimes the next seed, zero plants, fake seed dot. It was just a three-dimensional dot yeah, you put yeah. in the soil. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the seed is both representative of the knowledge learned, right? The history of the plant that that seed came from, but also situationally addressed by, uh, like, it's, uh, like, experience of other things, right? The environment. You plant a seed in too, too damp a soil, <clears throat> no seed rot. You plant a seed in too dry a soil, no seed food for a bird or something yeah this is just a dried ass seed you <clears throat> yeah, know yeah so to me the seed is that central state that state where it represents both youthful exuberance 
and mature and and like arcane wisdom mm-hmm. because it's responsible for the future and it's mature in the fact that had that sapling never matured it would have never produced seeds from like a horticultural standpoint a seed is the middle step to me a seed is the middle <clears throat> step of a plant not the beginning step of a plant mm-hmm. right even though we think of it as the beginning step because that's the point where like we are like pulling it out of a bag we bought from a big box store and putting it into some dirt that we bought equivalently from that big box store for too much money why is dirt so fucking expensive guys but but the it's seed, everywhere <laughs> I, gee it's so much but like <laughs> yeah it's everywhere but like the seed is that middle step whereupon how we care for the seed denotes that future sapling right but but the quantitative quality of that seed we have no true basal control over because that's entirely dependent on the lessons learned from the sapling what which grew it the tree from which it was harvested yeah right so that's that's why I think of the seed as the middle step. Yeah, see, I and just not the beginning. It, it doesn't. Step. It doesn't resonate for me that that way. way. No, not at all. It does not resonate for me. Uh, but to that end, right? Um, there are other ways that we could quantify this mother maiden crone one, and you had a pretty great idea too. That with has the, nothing to do with plants. Yeah, that has nothing thing. to do with the plants. So <clears throat> under that same logic, I was thinking like. The pint, the bearer, and the drought, right? I like to think in things of alcohol because I drink a bunch. Obviously, this is pub chat. So (laughs) we have a whole themed podcast around me drinking and trying to remember the things that I said I was going to say. But um, insofar as if... If we are to take the way that we've currently defined the maiden mother crone archetypes, right? They're they're bardic units of space time. Then the pint, the glass, the vessel, as it were, is that which can hold. A pint glass can hold a beer, but you can put wine in this. I can fill this with water because I need a drink of water. I can fill this with milk because I'm having dinner and I'm <clears throat> 12 or whatever. People, I don't know who drinks milk. I'm not a milk drinker, but whoever why the hell drinks you, milk. Why did you even go to milk? Yeah, it's just a different bev, right? I could put a soda in it because I'm going to a fast food. <clears throat> I could, I, a, a glass, a vessel, right? Uh, a pint is infinitely capable of holding. So it is, it is infinite of future potential yeah right the bearer is that whom delivers the pint that who fills it so where whereas a pint glass is self-dependent of volume right its internal lesson is that of 16 ounces its external lesson is that of being filled with racer 5 ipa right Mm -hmm. So it represents both a static model of its own reality with regard to volume, and it represents uh, whatever is filled. This is the responsibility of the bearer, that who brings you a thing. A cup is a cup, uh, but it has no thing filled in it, no volume, no value, 
except for that it can hold. So if the pint can hold, the bearer is that who brings you a held beverage within said pint, mm-hmm. right? And then the crone is the drought, that which is w- within. Uh, because whatever your drought is, whether it's whiskey or mead or beer or wine or milk or milk, milk, (laughs) whatever, right. That is an effort. That is a lesson in and of itself. Those are the rings of a tree, right? Especially think about this from fermentation science, which I like to think about a lot of things with regard to the mysticism of fermentation science, right? Uh, 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 The vessel is that what holds potentially knowledge sometimes good knowledge sometimes bad knowledge we've all had a good pint and we've all had a very bad pint a very questionable nine dollars at a bar right um and the bearer is that who delivers it they're distinct from the pint but they make it have value an empty glass is value of lesson obviously it's a value of volume but its value isn't of taste and consumption it doesn't have the story of fermentation written inside of it but the bearer brings the story of fermentation into it and the drought the crone is that story of fermentation it's that which holds the secret of transformation from grain to sugar to fermented alcohol right from from wanderers to farmers to societies because fermentation is the secret of life. Fermentation makes things that shouldn't last, last. It makes things that are boring, exciting for a lack of better words, right? Fermentation is wisdom. It's it's arcane knowledge. It's misunderstood for thousands of years. And even as understood, it's not science. So much as it's cooking, right? Even though for the most part, replicatable fermentation science is one of baking, right? One of accuracy in temperature and accuracy in ingredient. It's still the difference between a good beer and a great beer is not the ingredients, but it's the brewer who brewed it. It's the person who can smell that it's a little off so I'm going to drop the temperature two degrees. It's the it's the brewer who can taste it in the tank three days in and say fermentation is running a little wrong. I'm going to drop the temp or increase the temp on the fermentation vessel. So the drought isn't just a moment in time. It represents an entire hyper science of knowledge. It, it represents this cacophony of wisdom passed down through generation after generation from eons ancient whereupon we have perfected being able to produce something as simple as an ipa but as complex as an ipa because in the grand scheme of things a pint glass has value it's good i have too many pint glasses because of how much i value them but it it's empty right a server right the bearer of the glass that those who fill it that which it is filled with transitions a vessel free from form into something that contains 
something that can splash, something that can spill, but something that can bring joy, something that can fill an emptiness, something that can take a steak and elevate it, that can take a meal and bring it higher, that can relieve a day because it was rough, right? That's the power of a bearer, is that they provide solace, they, provi- they provide joy, they provide mess uh, and story. Right. But the drought itself, the thing within the glass, the beverage drank is not just that solace. It's not just that clarity or that hiding, that uh, thing that erases doubt or that thing that lets you talk to people you didn't know. It does those things, but it does those things with thousands of years of wisdom because had that brewer not been trained by the person who taught him and the person who taught him and the books that were written, he would have never known to produce something that could do that to you. He didn't do it because it was going to do that to you. He did it because he knew that it could, because it represented something good, something pure of thought, like a beer like a wine, like a whiskey, like a mead, like a whatever you want. Like a milk. Like a milk. Like a milk. Fermented milk's a thing, my guy. <laughs> Listen, ask the Mongols. You said it, and now I just have to continue. Fermented milk is a thing. Um, <clears throat> but, but fermentation is this sort of ancient magic, right? Yeah. I mean, it's alchemy in its like truest and purest sense. And because of that, it's able to make your evening better than your day was. It's able to let you loosen up to sing that karaoke song that you've wanted to sing for a a few years, but you haven't had the confidence to do so. And now that you've done so, people are like, that's pretty good. And you're like, maybe I can do karaoke. Who'd have thunk? I don't know what I was thinking beforehand, right? The drought has this sort of arcane power to it right it's the thing that like loosens social conversation can it also be dangerous of course it can like all arcane wisdom can be hundreds of writers have talked about this right so that's why like as much as i like right the sapling the seed and the stump for me It's the vessel, the bearer, and the drought. Because those are intrinsically mystical and magical states. Mm -hmm. Right? An empty vessel, that which is born unto you, filled with potential. And that which holds history in every single glass. But what it means to you is entirely up to you. Sometimes it relieves pain. Sometimes it's because it's a hot day outside and you're having to garden in a margarita. Sounds fucking absolutely fantastic right now. And sometimes it's this dreadful thing that you did not mean to order, but you're going to enjoy it anyway. Mm-hmm. And even from that, a lesson's learned. Because a drought teaches, right? And, and a bearer provides the opportunity for that education. And a pint, a vessel, is the means by which all education comes. 
So that's how I would think about those things in an entirely <clears throat> non-gendered way. As much as I am a plant person, and I would always think plant-based, um, I'm also a fermentation scientist deep down inside, <laughs> which is just a very nice way of saying that I drink a tremendous amount. And so I would consider it that way. Yeah. Well, I think that these are all really great ideas. And I think that really uh, the thing that 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 mother, that maiden mother crone yeah, we're never going to say it right. It's fine, dude. Is for each individual person to find the concept that vibes with them yeah because the thing well, what what does like maiden what mother does crone represent to you, to you yeah right because mother may be something different to you than what it is to me or to julie and and purely because we have different experiences and yeah. i think that this is kind of the real root of this like um this like triple balance point right this triple point of the state of matter uh it within like magical consciousness is that like your interpretation and representation of maiden mother or crone does not have to be the same as mine right yeah and because we have <clears throat> through time been taught that the term we use is maiden mother crone does not mean that those are the terms that best represent or like attach to our thoughts. But because it is the most popular, we are beholden to the language. Yeah. Right. Therefore, when 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 you hear somebody talking about getting into knitting and entering their crone era. Right. Or doing their granny hobbies. Right. You don't have to like be like, oh, I didn't know that this person had a kid who had a kid. You're not thinking that at all. You're like, oh, they made a joke about knitting. Well, it's an archetype. Yeah. Well, it's, that's that be it's because it's yeah. transcendental because of the nature of it being an archetype. So to that end, what do you think a gender neutral version or a modernization or an interpretation into the language framework upon which you work in or through would best represent Maiden Mother Crone for you out there. Or do you think that Maiden Mother Crone is the works best yeah. for you? Uh, and, you know. And well, we've always used Maiden Mother Crone and we only just started thinking about using a non-specific term and greaterly defining those three states yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah 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 because you did the podcast episode of the research and you you <clears> sent <throat> me a text message about it and it made me like think about it yeah i never thought about it. made mother crone that's obvious like does it matter that like i'm a dude no no i i've literally also, never ever thought also, about that if it did matter to you not that that's a problem or isn't a problem like yeah. you know if it did matter to you would that turn you off from the concept of it would you not be able to connect as well, well to that idea of those archetypes well or do you break those ar archetypes down in a different yeah. place right is maiden mother crone like too simple is it not simple enough are you just the oak and the holly king 
right? You're just a, a binary system instead of a three-body problem, right? And yeah, you're well, physics, whatever. Um, <laughs> Fantastic book, Yeah, it's a way. great book, yeah. Weird math. Not the book, but the actual math for, uh, for a three-body problem. I mean, it because that's real math. There's math in that yeah. book, and it's also uh, weird. So yeah, you know, whatever. It's physics. So anyway, but, but like, tell what us do you think? what you think. Yeah, comment below. Also, while you're doing that, give us a like, give us a subscribe. If you're listening to us on one of the podcast networks, um, hit download or whatever. Subscribe, subscribe to us to there. The channel. Leave, Leave us, us a, a review. review. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would Check help. out our socials, um, and you know, share us with your friends. And if you really like what we're doing, we also have a Patreon uh, that you can check out and. Uh, be part of our patrons. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, tell us what you think. Uh, we had a lot of fun sort of really thinking about this and really sort of like fleshing it out here with you all and would love to hear what yeah. everybody what, thinks What do you think? This. What's your opinion? What do you think about what we just said? Is everything that I just said wrong and you disagree with it? And if so, why? How? When? Who? Where? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron Podcast, Podcast. Pub Chat Edition because of the drinking and whatnot. And uh, we will catch you guys next time for more topics. Uh, let us know. What do you want us to talk about for these kind of things? You can hit us up everywhere for that stuff. Yeah. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.